The following podcast is the audio version of a previously broadcasted program. It may contain words and expression which might require watching. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We also welcome your comments, your suggestions, and yes, your criticism. For details on our broadcast, please visit sluza.com. That's S-L-O-O-Z-A-R.com. That's Sluza.com. The podcast begins next. Welcome to Sluza, the place for common sense. Today is Thursday. April 8th, 2021. My name is Mike Duchenne. If you are an average individual, patriot, someone who loves the country, the past couple of months, things have been more or less stable because we have in the Oval Office an individual who knows and understand what the job of a president is. As I mentioned time and again, that doesn't mean whether it's a Democrat or a Republican, the individual is perfect or is able to satisfy everyone. That's not the point. But every country, every people desires an individual who not only would do his best to do what's good by the country, but even more importantly, try to get the country to be together, to unite the country. We know the last four years, we had none of that. And yet, we have plenty of sector in the country who are just fine with that. People who would not mind the United States of America become an, a country just like any other uncivilized, undemocratic country. And yet, they talk about loving the country. They talk about wanting the best for the country. Those are not people who are mistaken. Those are not people who do things because they don't understand. But those are individuals who deliberately engage in activities that they know, they have to know, would lead to something bad. And yet they did it anyway. Are those people good people? Well, we'll give you an example, very simple example of something that very easy to understand. If you were to be sitting somewhere and someone out of nowhere for no reason walked up to you and hit you with a hammer would you consider that an accident i think no as they are and so so let's take a look at what those individuals are doing to the united states of america 
You are on Sousa. This is Sousa, a place for comment. Welcome to Sousa. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended the Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended the Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. If you join us for the first time, we welcome you once again to this program. Created uh, just two years ago with one single objective, to perfect the union. But in order to do so, we have to do something difficult, something really extremely difficult, eradicate ignorance from the conversation, from debate, from discussion in the hope that at some point we can get to talk about the same issue and we get to discuss what's good, what's better for the country. It's not easy because there are people in these United States of America, unfortunately, who do not really care about the well-being of the country. Uh, that's not hyperbole. There are people, people in position of power, who actually work against the interests of the United States of America. I know it sounds, sounds bad, which it is, because usually you expect your enemies, well, the people, the country, the government that we consider our enemies, those are the people you expect to do things that would hurt the country, that would harm the country. Usually as American citizen, as patriot, we would unite against those type of enemies. Because it's not good for the country, it's not good for the society, it's not good for future generations. But what happened when the enemy in question 
the enemy in question are American citizens that do not get engaged in bad, in wrong activities, in bad activities, out of mistake, because, you know, they're ignorant, but because they are determined to do what would be harmful to the United States of America. For those of you who have watched this program, you heard me mention a zillion of time, and if you read my publication, you're most likely very familiar with the fact that I mentioned time and again to you that the Republican leaders do not work for the best interest of the United States of America. Of course, if you are a Republican, you shrug it off because, hey, it's a damn liberal talking. There was a time when I would trust that the constituent, Democrat and Republican, smart enough to make decisions that will benefit the United States of America. The past four years, we watch in dismay that the whole Republican Party, both leaders, and constituent alike taking one position and no matter which way you dissect it those activities they were engaging to they are highly detrimental for the united states of america now i want to pause for just one moment and ask the obvious question i gave you the example earlier in the beginning where if you were to sit at the park you're watching the birds. Or you're taking a breather. You're resting. Someone out of nowhere walked up to you and hit you with a wood, with a hammer, with his fist. Now, let's say for one moment, the person turned around and said, I'm sorry. Do you consider an act like that as a mistake? Or would you consider it as deliberate action by that individual? That was a deliberate action because you weren't engaged in a conversation. You did not have any interaction with that individual. And there was no reason whatsoever for that individual to come up, walk up to you and hit you. That's deliberate. That's what a deliberate action means. Something that someone does with the, with, with the mindset to generate an outcome. Now, we can call the person crazy, you can call the person insane, you can come up with all kind of a label and attribute to explain the behavior. That's not our conversation. That particular action was a deliberate act by an individual to hurt you.
Republican leaders, the past several decades, the past three decades in particular, we've seen them accelerating the process of deliberate action that are detrimental for the United States of America. No, that's not a damn liberal talking, that's not gibberish. We have seen them making all the right move to harm, to hurt the United States of America. All the while, they rely on the naiveness, on the gullibility, on the ignorance of the constituent to continue to support them. And much unfortunately, the Republican constituent are not really smart enough to realize that the Republican leaders are dragging them to help destroy the United States of America. And by the way, that's not hyperbole. For those of you who have read my publications, so those of you who have been here before, we provide example of what those Republican leaders have been doing that are detrimental and those actions are deliberate action done that have no other purpose but to destroy our society. Under the Obama tenure, all of the Republicans worked against everything that would help the country move forward. And that's not politics. For those of you who are old enough to remember, when Obama took over the Oval Office in 2009, the country was going through a recession, bleeding job, bankruptcy, piling up. Usually you elect leaders to solve problems, whether it's Democrat or Republican, totally irrelevant which political party an individual belong to. But you elect leaders to solve problems. In 2009, the President of the United States walked into a situation where there was a recession, country was bleeding job, the economy was cr crumbling, the auto industry, the stock market plunging, the, even the financial sector were in shambles. Republicans work every single day to put obstacle after obstacle after obstacle to prevent the administration in power at the time, the Obama administration, from getting the country out of the recession. Now, you can pretend you don't understand that, or you can pretend it's politics, but if your country is in trouble, there is no politics. You have leaders whose job is to help the country out of the predicament. And here you are, all of the Republicans at the time work against anything that was being done to get the country out of the recession. Those were deliberate action by the Republican in Washington.
not some uh, misunderstanding, not occasionally, not something that they really weren't sure would be good for the country. They deliberately work against the idea of anything being done in order to get the country out of the recession. Now you tell me, you tell me whether you are a Republican, whether that kind of position is good for the United States of America. When I tell you that the Republican leaders work against the best interests of the United States, that's not gibberish. That's not something I pull out of a hat. I can give you example after example after example. In fact, I mentioned this here in this program 10,000 times that for a hundred years, we have hundred years of data. It could be longer, but we have hundred years of data in which we can show you without any kind of problem that Republicans have always worked against the best interests of the constituent in the United States of America. That's why it's so baffling to me to see people supporting individuals who are supposed to be leaders, who are supposed to bring forth solution, working against the very country that they claim to love. Just a couple of a few weeks ago, the Joe Biden administration tried to get Republicans involved in co-signing a COVID relief package in order to help the working class. Not a single Republican joining. Not a single one of them. In 2017, Republican borrowed $1.5 trillion. They managed to con their constituent and call it tax cut. And we know for certain today that that money, a good portion of it, the majority of it, 85%, the majority of it was used to give to corporation, to give to people who already have too much. Every single Republican voted for it. When I mentioned to you in this program that Republican leaders work against the best interests of the constituent of the middle class in the United States of America, this is not my opinion. This is facts, and those things that I just mentioned to you, you can verify them. When it comes to doing things that would benefit the working class, you can rest assured Republican will always be against it. And if it's something that's going to benefit the large corporation, that's going to benefit people who already have money, you can bet your life that Republicans are all for it. Republicans do not work on behalf of the United States of America. Republicans do not care about the working class. They work against the best interests of the middle class, of the working class. That 
you can take to the back. Now I'm going to show you a few examples of what happening today that Republicans continue to work, not just in the aspect, in the financial aspect that I just mentioned to you, but across the board, Republicans make it their job to work against the constituent, to work against the best interest of the United States. That's not an opinion. That's why we bring you forth example every time so that you can see for yourself, you can decide to ignore it, to shrug it off because you've been doing that for decades now, that you're okay with your leaders destroying the country. You can shrug it off, but everything that we bring forth here in this program can be verified by anyone including the very Republicans we're talking about. The question is not whether they're doing it. The question is why? Because they claim to love the country. They claim to be working on your behalf. And yet every opportunity that they have, they do what is detrimental to you what is harmful to the United States of America. And those are deliberate action taken by the Republican leader across the country. Why? So let's take a quick breather and we'll come back to show you a few pieces of information as to where Republicans today what they're working on, and how detrimental those things are for the United States of America. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Once again, welcome to Slusa, the place for common sense. My name is Mike Duchenne. We are talking about the fact that Republican leaders across the country have made it as if it is the reason you electing them to office to do what's wrong, to do what's bad, and to work against the best interests of the United States of America. 
before we get there, let's take a quick look at some of what is currently making news in the nation. We know at this point that there are, of course, a lot of activities being done uh, to curve the spread of the coronavirus. This is where we're at. 551,000, almost 552,000 people who have already lost their life. That was taken two days ago, April 6. That's the number of people who have lost their lives. I mentioned last time that we see a slowdown on the number of people who are actually dying in comparison to a couple of months ago. Well, actually, the first number was uh, on for March 29. The second uh, on the right is 561,000, which is the number of people who have actually lost their lives. As you can see, if you pay close attention, there is a difference between uh, of 10,000 between uh, the number that we gave you that was March and the number that was April 6. 10,000 people have lost their lives. Now that's a lot of people. But in comparison to the rate that people were dying, that is a huge progress. Now this is due in part to a number of things. That a majority of the people are following CDC guidelines. Vaccination are ramping up across the country and quite a few people are following, as I mentioned, CDC guidelines, wearing masks, even for those individuals who have already been vaccinated, some of them, well, quite a few of them, are still following those guidelines. As you can see, I circle 23%. That's a number of, that's a percentage of people in the country who have already been vaccinated. Things are ramping up because as the day go by, we see that more and more people are being vaccinated. And of course, those numbers will increase pretty rapidly as well. So it is encouraging. That's the case. Now, while this is happening, we also see a lot of people who continue to do what's bad, what's wrong, and continue to defy CDC guidelines. A few days ago in Texas, we saw the governor himself getting involved in a baseball game where people were jam-packed into a stadium, not wearing masks, not, well, pretty much as if things are the way it was before COVID. And as you already know, Houston is a harm uh, for the country. A lot of people go through that city. And what that simply means is the people that we saw not observing CDC guidelines, ignoring any kind of advice, those people are traveling across the country and will most likely cause the virus to continue to spread. And in terms of this particular problem, we already seen that there are a lot of variants of the pandemic that's uh, uh, already been uh, uh, observed in various parts of the country. Now, the hope is the vaccination will help still contain the spread of the virus. 
Now, if Joe Biden is right, by Independence Day, July 4th, everyone should be pretty much almost everyone should be vaccinated and the country should return to normal. And that's really the hope. As it is in every country, you'll find people who just simply don't give a damn. And that particular problem, we start watching and observing it happening beginning with the last four years. Because if you remember Ebola, H1N1, during that time, people listened to the government. People followed the advice of the CDC. But the last four years taught us one thing. When you don't have an individual who care enough about the well-being of the country, you can destroy that country. And as such, we saw for a moment the spread of the pandemic really destroying the country. Not only in terms of life, but also in terms of financial, the economy. Millions of people became unemployed. Thousands of businesses closed their doors. So when you don't have an individual who is interested enough in the well-being of the country, that's the kind of outcome we have. Now, if, if there were Republicans smart enough who understand those kind of, uh, kind of uh, equations, they would not stand for an individual, a leader, a group of leaders that leading them astray. Because who would want to find yourself in a predicament that your leader put you into? Because the very point of having someone you call a leader is that that person not only helps solve problems, but also help guide you so that you don't find yourself in predicament that would be detrimental to you. So what happened when that individual or those individuals are the very people leading you astray, misleading you, and putting you in a predicament where not only it's harmful to you, harmful for your family, and quite detrimental for the country. And the question I always ask, why would anyone with an average intelligence continue to support people who put them in those type of predicament? Unfortunately, there are not enough smart people who understand this predicament in the Republican Party. You have leaders who are masters of deception, and you have constituents who are naive, gullible, and who have so much hatred in their heart, instead of paying attention to people who are saying things, doing things for their good, for their benefit, they rather hate those individuals and continue to listen to people who do things that harm them. Only ignorant people would do those kind of things. Because no matter how much you would hate an individual, if the person is giving you good advice, why would you reject that? Unfortunately, that's what we saw the past four years. And that's the reason today we are in the predicament we are in.
I did mention to you that, and something that I repeat over and over and over, that unfortunately, Republican leaders, they work deliberately to harm the United States of America. And that's not an assumption or a hyperbole. We've been presenting you an example of what the Republican leaders have been doing and that are detrimental to the country. And those actions are not things that happen by accident. Those are actions they, they spend time thinking about. And they brought it forth and they know what the outcome would be and they did that anyway. By now, it should be pretty, uh, pretty obvious that the Biden administration proposed a $2.2 trillion package called infrastructure plan, in which he wants to tackle transportation, he wants to tackle the structure, the infrastructure aspect of the country. The United States of America spent a great deal of money in a lot of things. In fact, more money than most nations in the world. And yet, America's infrastructure is really not something desirable at all. So what you have on your screen is what Joe Biden proposed to do with the money. And it is pretty detailed as to where that money is going to be. So it's not something that, just like the Republican who went and borrowed $1.5 and say it's for tax cut, and yet they never really tell the public that they're going to take 85% of that money to give to Chipotle, to give to Apple, to give to company that already have money, they don't do that. Because Republicans are masters of deception. But as you can see, both in the COVID relief package and in this plan, Joe Biden provides to the public an outline of what that money is for. He provides great amount of detail as to what that would be. It is expected that Republicans will vote against it. Now, Joe Biden walked into the Oval Office thinking that, uh, well, he's going to work with the Republican. He's going to do, he's going to compromise in order to advance the affairs of the country. I personally found that naive that Joe Biden would think that Republicans would want to work with him. I've been saying time and again that Republicans do not want anything to do with the working class, with the middle class. They do not want anything that would benefit the United States of America. They proved that time and again. In 2009, the country was going through a recession. That's the worst thing that happened to a country, financially speaking. Now, in a country where all the leaders 
are concerned about the country, about the constituent, they all will be working together in order to get the country out of the predicament. If you're old enough to know, during that time, Republicans, all of the Republicans, work against the Obama administration to make anything happen to the country, for the country. You cannot possibly believe that those individuals care an iota about the country. Because every step of the way, whenever there is an opportunity that presents itself for them to work in order to get something done, they work against it. The COVID relief package was slated exclusively towards the working class, towards the middle class. Not a single Republican voted for it. Not a single one of them. So when I mentioned to you that they don't care, I'm not saying that just because I'm, I want to say it or because I'm a damn liberal. That's exactly what Republicans do. They make it their life mission to work against the working class, to work against the middle class. So the infrastructure plan that Joe Biden proposed, which will be quite good for the country because it will address quite a lot of aspects of what make the infrastructure of America really bad. Even communication, Wi-Fi communication. In Japan today, most everyone only use a cell phone for communication. And they don't have to be looking for a signal somewhere in order for them to, to, uh, to use the cell phone. America spend trillions of dollars in technology. As you saw many times in various commercials, it's like people are looking for a place that have the best signal. The infrastructure in the country does indeed need to be remodeled, redone, rebuilt. So we can all expect that Republicans are going to be against it because that's what they do. Don't expect anything better. I mentioned it many times to you before that Republicans do not care to work with Democrats to make things happen for the country. And the reason is you, the Republican constituent, because you tolerate it, you condone it. In fact, you go along with it because you feel good about it. Republican hating Democrat, Republican not working with Democrat, you justify it. Even when it's blatantly wrong, you go along with it. We saw the Republican constituent the past four years. Everything that was happening that's detrimental to the country, whether it's to the structure, the constitution, law, instead of standing up for the United States of America, you all went along with it. You defended it. So we know 
that the idea of America relying on Republicans to help advance the affairs of the country is a wish. Because the Republican leaders do not give a damn, and the Republican constituent, they okay with that. And the few that are smart enough to realize that they are complicit to that problem, it's not enough for them to change the course of affairs. So in other words, the United States of America is in serious trouble. We're going to take a quick look at uh, the other, another side of the problem, something that's currently going on today, and we're going to show you once again that Republican leaders, every opportunity that they have to make things better for the country, they use to make it worse. They work to make it worse. Those are deliberate action. Not something that they do and get surprised later and say, oh my God, I can't believe that I did that. No. Republicans across the country work against the best interests of the United States. That's not an opinion. The question is, why? Because they claim to love the country. They claim to be patriot. They claim to have moral values. And yet, every opportunity that they have, they work against the best interests of the United States. The hotly contested presidential election is over, but the challenges that lie ahead for this new administration are many and very difficult. Yes, we voted out the destructor of our norms, but our job is not done. The Biden administration will face a very corrupt and uncooperative Republican Party in both the House and the Senate. In 2009, in the midst of a devastating recession with unemployment rising, bankruptcy multiplying, the economy cratering, Mitch McConnell opposed everything Obama tried to do to remedy the situation. It is naive to think it will be different this time. The country simply cannot rely on Republicans, so let's not. Join us live every Saturday at 11 a.m. to bring forth ideas to combat those challenges. Together, we can help rebuild America with Joe. See you soon. If you just saw, uh, if you just joined, my name is Mike Duchenne and this is Souza. We are talking about topics that not make the news today and disappear tomorrow, or topics that are uh, uh, just for the sake of uh, knowing. The topics that we discuss here in this program are, are issues that plague the country.
and those issues of long-term consequences. Those are the issues we tackle. Sometimes we talk about those issues using current events in order to bring forth those uh, matters. But in general, we're not a tad interested in uh, uh, current events. Simply for the sake of references, we use that. So today we're going to look at an important aspect of current events, voting. I'm certain that today you've heard a lot of conversation about voting in America. In fact, across the country, Republicans have been working, putting forth legislation that would put a lot of restriction on voting. Now, a lot of people outside the legislators, the journalists, most people either shrug it off or don't see that as a big deal. The country has a lot of problems. But across the country, Republican legislators are spending their time trying to figure out and pass laws that would make it more difficult for people to vote. This coming Saturday, I will bring you forth an example of Texas, a specific place in Texas, talking about the laws that are being put in the book as far as voting. What makes a democracy work in any country is when people go out and exercise that important part of a citizen life, voting. One of the most tangible way for someone to deprive you of your freedom is to prevent you from voting or make it difficult for you to vote. And Republican legislators across the board, they're not working to help make it easier more accessible. No, that's not what they're working on. They're working to make it more difficult for people to vote. Now, if you're a Republican, you rationalize it. Yeah, voters vote. The last 90 days of the previous administration were spent claiming voters fraud. Filed more than 60 lawsuits, but could not present a single evidence of voters' fraud. So there is that much voters' fraud. The former president, with his allies, 
offering millions of dollars to people who can come, who could come with evidence of voter fraud, did not have a single individual able to do that, but there is voter fraud in America. Now you may buy, you may be gullible, or you may want to go along with it because you're a Republican, but keep in mind that you are contributing to destroy America. And I don't mean that just to say that, because every time you participate in your legislature on doing something that would advance our democracy, you become complicit in destroying that democracy. So think about that for just a moment. The former president, the guy you worshipped, spent the entire life of his presidency talking about bad things. And during the election, he spent most of his time talking about voter fraud before the election even happened. And after the election, for 90 consecutive days, he and every one of his allies, including Republican legislators, congressmen, senators, they were all parading in front of national TV, claiming voter fraud. At some point, there were millions of dollars in rewards for anyone that could come and provide proof of voters fraud. So it wasn't just talking about it. There was some action put behind it. Money. Anyone that can come forward and show there is voter fraud, they will receive pretty good reward. In fact, at some point in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, upward of $1 million would be given to anyone who could provide that information. Now think about that. You can walk to a Republican uh, office in your respective state and bring proof of voter fraud. You walk out with a check, million dollars. For 90 days, we had that in the, in the media, in social media. Everyone in the Republican Party was claiming that there was voter fraud. They drummed the beat of voter fraud for 90 thrilling day that really tired America. 60 plus lawsuits were filed. Not a single individual walked forward to claim the millions of dollars of reward for proof of voters fraud. Not a single one of them. So the idea that the Republican legislature across the country now are claiming that they're doing that to prevent voters fraud, we know that's baloney.
Because if they if they could bring proof of voter fraud, they would not have waited until after to do that. They would have come forward to get that money. Not a single individual came forward. So if you are a Republican and you're supporting this type of, uh, of legislation, keep in mind the country that you're leaving for your children, for your grandchildren, that country could become unbearable because you're helping Republicans today destroy the system of democracy that America has had. Don't think you can wash your hand as if you have nothing to do with it. Because you're supporting the people who are doing that. You're voting them back in office. And that's the reason they continue to do that, because if they knew you were going to vote them out of office for taking those stupid, those ridiculous stuff, they wouldn't have done it. But you, the Republican constituent, you become responsible for the problem that this country is facing. Our democracy is under attack. Yes, it is under attack by the Republican legislators. But it's you, the Republican constituent, that make it possible. We've seen here in America the kind of tragedies that gun has caused. The past three decades, families across the nation have mourned loved ones because it's so darn easy for anyone to walk up into one of those flea markets and buy a gun. Very easy. Some places don't even ask for an ID. Across the country, Republican leaders are making it so darn difficult for people to vote. So now, it is the year for you to go and get yourself a gun then it would be for you to go and exercise your patriotic duty, which is to vote. Because the Republican legislators across the country are making sure of that. There are 49 restrictive bills in Texas. All have to do with voter, voting. 25 in Georgia, 23 in Arizona. Those are simply an, a, a, a quick excerpt of the states across the nation that are putting in place restrictive measure for voting. None of those states are doing anything about gun tragedies across America. None of them. They always have the, this argument that there is enough in, uh, in the book. We don't have to do anything anymore. Every time that someone goes out and massacres people, you always see Republican legislators, they prevent anything from being done in order to control that problem. And yet, here they are, 
all of them across the nation working to make it difficult for people to vote. That's the kind of people you are who represent you if you are a Republican. That's the kind of people you are. What we are discussing today is not conversation piece. Those are not things that people just go on TV and talk about. Those are legislation, meaning literally what we just told you, they are laws, and if you violate them, you will go to jail. For instance, in Georgia, one of the premise of the bill is if someone were to be in line waiting to go to vote and someone were to come and give them a bottle of the water, the individual that gives the bottle of water will be arrested. No, that's not a joke. It is in the law today, signed by Brian Kemp, the governor in Georgia. Those are the kind of things that Republicans are doing across the country to make it difficult for people to vote. And they justify it. To Republicans, eh, that's great. They celebrate. After Brian Kemp signed the legislation in t uh, to make it law, they rejoice. They give press conference. They just did something fantastic for the country. Make it difficult for people to vote. Yes, the legislators are the one doing it, but you, the Republican constituent, you make it possible for them to do that. Because you continue to support them, you continue to vote them in office, so they feel comfortable. You give them a license to hurt the United States of America. You give them license to destroy American democracy. You, the Republican constituent, yes, you. They know they're not losing support. That's why they do that. They know you're going to vote them back in office. So they totally rely on the fact that you too are complicit. They rely on that. They rely on the fact that you also are okay with destroying America's democracy. If someone were to ask you, you probably would argue you would never do anything like that. That's what you would say. And yet, you are on board helping your Republican legislators doing things that destroy our democracy. Voting 
is what determine whether a country has freedom or not. If the citizen in the country cannot vote, then the country is not free. While the Republicans are working to make it difficult for groups of people to vote, corporations across America are pushing back saying, that's not acceptable. In this 24, 21st century, how is it possible that you have people who are supposed to help take the country forward, those are the same people trying to take the country backwards. Republicans have been doing that for a very long time. In the past, following slavery, knowing darn well that blacks did not have the opportunity to go to school, could not read or write, and it will take decades before they could get there, Republicans pass laws that make it impossible for blacks to participate in the voting process. They say, if you cannot read and write, you cannot vote. Republicans have been doing that for a very long time. The idea of destroying America, preventing people from participating in uh, the democratic process, Republicans have always been doing that. As I mentioned to you, those things, we're not saying them, taking out of a hat, pulling them out of a hat. That is on record. That is history. Republicans have always worked against the best interests of the United States of America. You can continue to shrug it off. You've been doing that forever. That makes you feel good. But if you are a Republican, and you're supporting those type of activities by your leader, then you too are responsible for the country heading to the ground. So the idea that you are a patriot or pretend that you love the country, you don't. Because if you cannot stand up for the United States of America, then you cannot talk about loving America. Yes, it sounds good. You were born here. You are an American citizen. But that doesn't make you a patriot. Because when you sit and watch other people destroying the most important aspect of what has made America the envy of the world, then you become complicit in destroying America. Everything that has changed in America about racism is to make sure that nothing is changed. I said that. And it feels right in this moment in time that everything that you heard that has changed in America 
especially when it comes to Republican racism, to Republican hatred for blacks. Everything that has changed is to make sure that nothing is changed. Even Marco Rubio of Hispanic descent is working against blacks because he feels that he's white, he should side with the white. He doesn't suffer the same consequences of black. So he side with white people to make sure that blacks continue to suffer. Or he aspire to become president too. Yes, Marco Rubio. His parents are Hispanic. But he feels so white that the problem that plague black in America is not of concern to him, so he's working against that. Yes, Marco Rubio. We have a special on Marco Rubio, who wants to be president. They have espoused everything their former leader has thrown into this country. Hatred, racism, sexism. Marco Rubio, who wants to be president, believes that he's so white, he has to side with the white and work against the interests of blacks. The hotly contested presidential election is over, but the challenges that lie ahead for this new administration are many and very difficult. Yes, we voted out the destructor of our norms, but our job is not done. The Biden administration will face a very corrupt and uncooperative Republican Party in both the House and the Senate. In 2009, in the midst of a devastating recession with unemployment rising, bankruptcy multiplying, the economy cratering, Mitch McConnell opposed everything Obama tried to do to remedy the situation. It is naive to think it will be different this time. The country simply cannot rely on Republicans, so let's not. Join us live every Saturday at 11 a.m. to bring forth ideas to combat those challenges. Together, we can help rebuild America with Joe. See you soon. So if we have the Republican legislators working against the best interests of the United States of America. And then not making any kind of, uh, they're not making any kind of excuse for that. In fact, they feel as if what they're doing is fine. That's exactly what they wish to do.
because after they pass those legislation, even after they get places like uh, corporations such as Coca-Cola, Delta Airline, the major league baseball, pushing back and say that's not acceptable, instead of coming to their senses and say, maybe we're doing something wrong. Oh no, you have all the Republicans now, they're trying to find a way to punish those corporations. They're trying to find ways to punish those corporations because they are standing against racism. They are standing against a political party trying to deprive groups of people the rights to vote. So instead of the Republican legislature realizing that they're doing something wrong, oh no, they double down because the idea of the United States of America is to prevent blacks from having any right in this country. They have worked on that for a very long time. First, blacks were slaves. And when Abraham Lincoln decided to put an end to that, they fought tooth and nail. Millions of people lost their lives. Well, upward a million people lost their lives. Because they could not stand the idea that blood should have a place in American society. And Republicans have been working every single time. Everything that Republican has done in terms of legislation, in terms of policy, in terms of laws, detrimental to blacks. We presented some of that here to you before. And we show you that Show me a Republican who worked on behalf of, of, of blacks. Show me a Republican who promote the interests of blacks. Even when you have a Republican who is a black because of having the Republican Party by his name or her name, you can rest assured that person will work against the best interests of blacks. That's not a speculation, because they have, that's what they've been doing for decades. They had war on drugs, which is nothing other than war on blacks. Every step of the way, Republicans work against the best interests of blacks. And on Saturday, we'll bring you four examples tangible example to show you that the reason that continue to baffle me in this 21st century, Republicans, all of the Republicans across the country, not just a few, not just in some states, across the country working against the interests of blacks. So if you're a black individual, I strongly encourage you to do your research. I really encourage you because if you're supporting a Republican today, you're contributing to Republican depriving blacks of their freedom, of their rights in the United States of America. So I strongly encourage you to make that, take, take the step, make that effort so that you can know for yourself 
Because you may be listening to me and think, eh, that guy is always talking. Republicans for decades have worked against the best interests of blacks. It's not something they do once or twice. It's not something that happened in a few steps. It's across the nation, every policy, every legislation, every law that they brought forth is to the detriment of blacks. So I encourage you to join me this Saturday when we will bring you a few tangible examples of how bad it is across the nation. They don't just work against the best interests of their constituent, but they add as a bonus to their task, not to elevate America, not to elevate groups of people, not to help solve problems, but to destroy, to bring down, and to make certain that we, especially blacks, do not have a place in this society. This is not speculation. So join me this Saturday. We will continue this conversation and continue to bring forth to you proof that Republicans are not working for the best interests of America. In the meantime, I hope you have a fantastic afternoon or evening, whichever it happened to be. Hopefully, you can join me again when we reconvene on Saturday. Have a fantastic afternoon. That was an update through the prism of Connellsen. Join us again tomorrow at 11 a.m. for a full presentation. I am MD, host of the Sousa program, The Place for Common Sense. Let us comment, criticism, suggestion, or simply let us know how we do it. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful afternoon. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around And the rumpus and rock is so comfortable now Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow So I got an apartment across from the park Put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling great Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow Here we go Our podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website located at peoplebranch.org. That's P E O P L E B R A N C H.org. That's People Branch. 
www.ghanaspeaks.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles. My name is Mike Duchenne, MD for short. I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully, you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. That, that was Suza, live from New York. Good day. Good day.